We are back. <laughs> Welcome back to the Road to Making Bank podcast, episode five. Um, that was a nice little warm up. We um, we've now got a pump up song, "Low Rider" by War. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Worked. Felt good. Hell yeah. I was um, I was doing "I I the Tiger" before that with my um, my mouth music. Yeah, I love it. Maybe yeah. we can just sing them. I don't know if we have to pay people to use these, but that felt good. Yeah, maybe we can cut that up and um, slip it in there, not get a copyright strike. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I don't, yeah. All this I don't shit think we have anyone's going to gonna strike us yet. YouTube go after anyone, man. They're just, um, they're ruthless. Really? Yeah, you can't, you can't play music, um, play videos with music. Cause I always see um, people when they on channels when they're talking about and playing someone else's video, they're always pausing it. Cause um, I think you, yeah, I think they get like thirty seconds or something. Yeah, and then they like it's fair use or something. Or, yeah, yeah, fair yeah. enough. Cause you could just play someone else's video or and, fifteen um, second pauses or thirty second pauses in between. Yeah, oh, that's cool. Anyway, we're back for some uh, entre- entrepreneurial talk and um, a bit of macro talk. And it's it's evolved into a bit of um, self-development talk as well, isn't it? It's just a bit of everything. Yeah, well, every, everything that, uh, out, we? that incorporates having a business. I suppose when your business involves people, it's all about mindset, work ethic. That's right. Muller. You, well, you just got to have got to got to have all your shit together, generally, don't you? And um, yeah, and to be able to, to to you know go head on into starting a business, you got to have lots of other facets of your life kind of lined up, don't you? Yeah. Well, I mean, you do and you don't. I mean, some people's stories um, started from rock bottom so yeah i think the great thing about business is that you can start from anywhere sometimes you just got to start that's true that's very true yep yeah it goes either way i guess yeah (laughs) you could be in a really bad place i guess and just like just go for it and um get yourself out of that bad place through hard work that's it yeah it's um listening to a podcast on the weekend over the weekend or yesterday the day before um alex homozy again homozy he's your new man yeah i like <laughs> him he's my boy i'll get into him eventually um it takes uh, me a bit of time with all these youtubers <laughs> to like move to the next one they um yeah they're talking about you know usually it's people who are who are comfortable where they are don't really make any changes to their life. It's people who hate their life that uh, <laughs> or hate their situation that are ones that are m- more willing to make the change. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, what is it? Is that, I think they had some sort moment. of quote which was, "If the if it's more painful to stay in the situation you're in than it is to change, then you'll make the change." So. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. That's um. Yeah, I can apply it to my life. I guess. Yeah, making a big change. But you know, I guess I've made lots of changes in the last five years of my life, and um. It's going to keep going. <laughs> it's going to keep doing it. Keep making those changes. Change yeah. is good. Change until something works. <laughs> it's my my philosophy. Or, you know, change and into something else, get experience, um, live a little. And, um, just keep moving, keep go- doing stuff, I think. You're going to be um, living essential. the ball of lifestyle up there. I hope so, man. <laughs> well... I'm tripling my money just by going there, which actually brings me to something that I was going to mention. This is a little um, anecdotal quote from uh, Life in Melbourne, everyone. So, Luca, a a couple of weeks ago, bought dinner from uh, this Indian restaurant down the road, and it cost you, what, 65 bucks? Yeah, 65. Just just for some takeaway. Yeah. how would you rate the quality and the servings of that meal? It was it was one meal. Yeah, one meal. It would be like a meal for one. Did it fill you up? Um mm, I could have eaten it all pretty comfortably. And more. Yeah. Well, oh, I mean, you didn't that doesn't say much. No, well, I saved it for the next day. Yeah, just because we had this going. So, yeah, but looking at the servings, I saw like a little bit of smush mashed potato. It just anyway. My point is, um, that sixty five bucks could have got you two meals a day in Thailand for two weeks. So, just saying, just saying. <laughs> it has its benefits. <laughs> It's just an example of the um, increase in purchasing power you get when you're going to a uh, developing country <coughs> um, with a strong and using a stronger currency. So that's part of my plan, and um, I guess it will just make me I can stay there longer. I guess to try to work on my like online businesses and stuff, which. You know, it buys you time, really. And um, I think time is what I need at the moment, so should be good. Oh. Mm. Yeah. Oh, which is, uh, you talk about observations. Mm. Uh, that Obs- was one of the observations, another Homozi uh, quote. Um is that time is not the most valuable thing that you have. Attention is mm. where you pay that attention. This is talking about, you know, if someone focuses entirely on one thing, yeah. they'll get there a lot faster than someone who's giving their attention up to 10 different things. You know, so if you just focus 12 hours a day on one task it's likely, you know, probable that you'll complete that task or you'll get that thing done. Instead, of, instead spend, of just chipping at it and just, yeah, just smashing it out sort of yeah. thing. Instead yeah. of you spending one hour 
a week on it and then spending, you know, 12 hours amongst 12 different things, 12 hours on one thing will get you get something done. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Because you could have all the time in the world and still not get anything done. Yeah. And it, yeah, that makes sense. And it takes a while to, um, when you start a task, it can take a while to get into it, you know, just to like get your focus sorted. You're, um, maybe like 15 minutes or something. It's like, um, yeah, right. And you find that, go for a swim. Just go for a swim out in the ocean. It's the first couple hundred meters that you struggle. And then by the end, you know, you've done like a K and a half and you're like in the zone. Yep. Yep. It's got to push through that barrier. Yeah. Those first couple hundred meters are the worst. Mm. Like focus your attention instead of splitting it up over different tasks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was, you know, we're talking about, you said you were saying that you need time and we're saying that, mm. yeah, it was just, it popped into my head that quote. So something to keep mindful of. Nice. Oh, Mersey. Yeah. Anything else you had from. Well, Mosey, did you have something else? Uh, yeah, there was a couple. Um, it was saying that every every business has debt. Um, what that debt is is different for every business. Um, his example was he was talking to a group of university students who were looking to start businesses. I think they were obviously doing a business course of some sort. Uh, and he's... And he asked a question to the class was why isn't why aren't all of you making ten million dollars a year? Because the answer was because you don't know how. So they have yeah. ignorance debt. Yes. Um they're ignorant, they don't have the skills to be able to do it. So that's the debt that their business will have when they start. Whereas other businesses might have financial debt. I mean you know, if you're starting a business, you might not have any money to start with. So it might be ignorance debt. It might be financial debt. It might be, you might have debts already existing. Mm. So it might be that you're in a negative. So that, that ignorance debt is, um, really knowledge debt sort of thing. Ignorance of, um, well, lack of knowledge. Yeah. Lack of knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's, you know, he was, one thing to go through when you start your business is what type of debt do you have? You know, figure out what, what is the business lacking? Where is the debt that that business has to start off with? Yeah. And um, you, yeah, instead of just looking at finances, you look at everything. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. More, more of a well-rounded yeah, sort of approach so you can see. Top down sort of view, macro view, holistic view. I don't know what you want to call it, but yeah, sounds good. Yeah, that was pretty interesting. Um, and uh, yeah, he was, you know, for an example, he was saying that with clients, if he if he was at, you know, he does advertising, marketing, um, and he was saying, oh well, you know, people complain when they they don't want to start a business because. They're just a small, you know, small business, don't have any clients, brand new to the industry. And like, okay, well, what's what's your advantage? And he was saying that, well, if I was someone starting out brand new with no clients, I'd be telling my clients, well, look, there's no point speaking to Alex 
because he's you'll never be able to speak to him you'll never reach him he's got a whole team you know he'll never have any time for you yeah. whereas uh, me I'm fresh in the industry I'm ready to go I can give you all of my attention we can make it work I'll do everything to make it work we'll make it personal customize everything to fit your business because I can dedicate as much time as I need to helping your business grow so this is like an ideal sort of pitch. This would be a yeah. pitch. You know, if, if you had two businesses, one was someone who's making millions and has done it a million times and someone who's brand new to the industry who doesn't have any experience but wants to start. Mm, yeah. And um, yeah. Pitch is important, isn't on, it? Yeah. On Alex's side, he was saying that my argument would be, well, why would you trust this kid that lives in his mum's basement and doesn't have any experience? Yeah. Uh, whereas I've done it well, thousands they, of times. Yeah, um, I mean, if they're competing for that client's work, that's a good way to, good way to yeah. say it, I guess. So it's, yeah, so it's finding what you have um, and, you know, instead of seeing it as a negative, try and rephrase it into a way that it makes it positive, uh, yeah. which is really good. Cause for someone like me, I'm very easily, I'm quick to be like, oh, this isn't going to work. You know, I like yeah. the idea, but then when I'm like, okay, let's put this into practice, I'm like, nah, it's not going to work. I just get, mm. uh, what's the word? Just jumping over that first hurdle. Yeah, so I'm trying to rephrase things in a positive way where you can make it a make it a an advantage rather than a disadvantage. Mm. Like, would you use that approach to kind of the businesses you've approached so far, like the um. Uh, I just think in general, stuff. Just, just try and look at things, anything that anything negative it. that comes oh, yeah. up that I think, oh, no, this isn't going to work for this reason. I'm like, okay, how can I rephrase this to make it an advantage? Yeah. Makes sense. Absolutely. Mm, that way you slowly change the mindset. Yep. Absolutely. All right. I've got a couple of, a couple of quotes some a uh, bit of poetry into this so my favorite poet William Blake and I kind of just thought about um, in particular this this quote from the marriage of heaven and hell um, the road of excess leads to the palace of wisdom it's probably like besides song lyrics and stuff that's probably like the, like a line that's really stayed in my head and um i thought it was really um really beautiful line so i guess what i take from it is um kind of like try stuff you know take it to its full potential that, that can be different aspects of life but you're gonna learn you're gonna learn something just by pushing it going hard and it could be bad, could be good, but you gain some wisdom from it, I think. So, that could have been us partying 10 years ago. <laughs> um, excess alcohol and cigarettes and leaving Pony at 7am. But, I mean, it could be, could be working too hard. Um be eating too many Doritos on the couch I don't know what do you think about that quote yeah well I think of it from a hedonistic perspective 
Um, yeah, that's how I initially looked at it. Yeah, sex, drugs, and rock and roll kind of thing. Mm. Just doing everything to excess and then realizing that oh, maybe this isn't as good as it's as it seemed at the start. <laughs> Especially if you're if that's your aim, if that's your goal. Yeah, like what are you trying to get out of it? You mean like um, yeah. So if you had a different yeah, I mean from a monetary perspective, a lot of um, a lot of business people seem to or wealthy people aim you know strive strive to get a lot of money in the bank and then once they got it they realize that it's yeah. not really so it hasn't made them ways, happier yeah. yeah and for some people it has made them happier but for other people it hasn't made them happier at all some people have even gone backwards and made their made their lives worse yeah um, so i think it's i wonder what those percentages are <laughs> someone that's made bank cuz yeah some people is just not going to um, make them happy. But I think generally, bank is going to make people happier. I think well, it does affect happiness. You know, a lot of people are saying that money doesn't change people. It just amplifies who they are. Yeah. So if you're okay. a happy person with a positive attitude and you're doing well in life and you make a lot of money, then you're probably just going to keep getting happier and doing better things. If you're a miserable person, you make, you know, heaps of money, then it's probably just going to make things worse over time because you might still just be using it in a negative way or maybe you're around people who are only using you. And so, you you know, that negativity continues to grow. So I think it's all about how you use that money. So I guess you kind of got to do that. You know, some people do really well in business but suffer on a personal level. So I think, yeah. yeah, if you want to be successful in business, it's all about doing the personal work as well, I think. Yeah. I guess, you. I mean, personality, it's not going to change that much, is it? But, um, but in terms of happiness, yeah, I mean, say, you know, you're a miserable dude that's made a lot of money, you could still be miserable. and um, But uh, I think generally, you know, um good financial circumstances um will will bring people up on the happiness level well it gives you one less thing to be concerned about if you're if yeah. you're in a position where you're stress financially about. free then it's just one less stress factor yeah Unless and you know let's let's face it like me especially it's been a pretty big stress factor in my life just having to think about, you know, where the next, where the money's going to come from. And, um, yeah, makes sense. It's, it's better with it, I'd say. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, I don't think anyone's, anyone's saying that life without it is better, but it depends. But, I mean, I've I never did, lived. Yeah, I kind of did have that attitude. Like, Have you lived without it? My 20s, I was... Um, I was like, I don't care. I'm all about making art, <laughs> which well, is cool. But like, you know, I struggled a lot with the finances. So it was like, I mean, it was my fault, you know, maybe kind of spending beyond my means and that sometimes. But, you know, um, yeah, 
it's it was yes but in saying that like the um pursuing music and stuff it was um it was very um satisfying at certain points in my life yeah so Mm. yeah yeah i guess for me it was always just who cares (laughs) it was like live day to day yeah (laughs) but like i had pretty good job working at the bank yeah, I was making enough so he had money, money for to, beers. Had money for beers, and yeah. for a lot of beers. Ziggies. Yeah, so that was great because that's all I really wanted to do. Port Royal. Yeah, Port <laughs> Royals were great. I don't know if they are anymore. They certainly don't smell like they used to. Yeah, right. you can't tell anymore because they're all the weird packaging. I don't know who's smoking them, but yeah, cool man. Um, I had one more quote from um, old mate William Blake. He who desires but acts not breeds pestilence. So I thought that was a cool one. So I look at that and say, okay, you have a guy that's, you know, maybe lives life a bit different from us. He's looking at some guy's car. He's looking at a Ferrari and he's like, I want that. And um, he, he maybe he's not prepared to put in the work to get it. He... Maybe thinks, you know, some petty crime or some uh, some sort of uh, contraband selling might get him there. Um, or does nothing, gets frustrated, gets jealous, breeds pestilence. Um, yeah, um, I could apply that to my life a bit. Could you apply that to your life, Peter? <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Yes and no. I guess it's a fine line because these days a lot of people are talking about delayed gratification. You know, it's... Um, was it successful people have... Are, think that there's like three, three things that they all have in common is that they think they deserve more. They have a super high sense of or feeling of inadequacy even when they're successful yeah yeah and um they're really good at i think it was delayed gratification so you mean like um working before um treating yourself for something is that what you mean i think so yeah it's basically just putting in all the work without the expect you know without the reward and just continually yeah. putting in that work without needing the reward. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I like, I like what the quote stands for and what it means, but yeah, that, that what you're saying applies to that quote. Yeah. Sorry. It's, catch um, you think that, that that's what that means? Oh, it applies to it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he who desires, but acts not breeds pestilence. So, um, when, when you're practicing delayed gratification, you're acting because you're working, right? That's, I mean, well, yeah, that's, actually, that's implied. Yeah, that's true. So you're working towards it. Yeah. So um, you're not acting on that desire. Um, yeah. I thought that quote meant, yeah, I suppose, yeah, okay. So you, you're acting. So in, in the quote, is, it's um, saying, acts not. So, um, yeah, it makes sense. 
Yeah. Yeah, I suppose it depends on what those desires are, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. If it is eating those Doritos, then maybe, you know, if you act on that, <laughs> then maybe that's not good. So, yeah, but you can know. you afford to eat those Doritos? That's the question. Or are, are you... Are you prepared to um, sacrifice in the future? Like not not eat that. So you ate that bag bag of Dorito, that whole bag of Doritos now. You know you're not going to have. Are you prepared to sacrifice that bag that half bag of Doritos? You're going to eat, save it for three days later or whatever. You know it's like you just eat the whole thing now. Yeah, um, I don't think Doritos are going to be that good three days later anyway. Probably just eat them now. Yeah. I just put a rubber band on it, seal it up. Yep. Bag it up. <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah, it makes sense. You know, if if there is something out there. Well, I mean, the regrets that most people have when they die is that they didn't do what they wanted to. Right? There's the chances they didn't take that stays with them. So I guess that's that. That's that regret. Yeah. So maybe another word for the pestilence is, can be regret in that sense. Mm, yeah. It'd be um, synonymous, I'd say. Absolutely, man. So the moral is, what is it? Act. If there's something you desire. Act morally. Act towards it. That's right. Cool, man. Um, Have you made any progress in your courses? Have you got any new courses? Uh, I wouldn't say any progress in any of the courses at the moment. Um, Flying to Sydney tomorrow. Oh, uh, yes. To do a course. It's a three-day workshop. That's a new course, yep. Um, iconic speaker event. So that should be should be interesting. See how it goes. I feel like there's going to be a lot of personal development involved. Yeah, okay. Um, you think yeah. it'll be um, related to speaking mainly or will it be all kind of facets of life sort of thing? Well, it's about public speaking a lot of it and then it's also about oh, that's about um that's right building the your business well i think it's yeah it's uh, around i'm trying to figure out what skills i have and how i can put everything that i know into a business or into a course or into something that i can deliver to people that's going to be of use or of value and then finding out you know so what do I have? How can I make it purposeful and valuable? And then who's going to get the most benefit from it? Yeah. Or any benefit from it. I think I think that kind of circular nature, sort of um, incorporating all these different um, skills, you're on the right path to that. We can talk about that in a bit, but yeah. And then, you know, with this, can you explain the course a bit more, maybe, to the audience? Um, well, I, I can't, maybe I'll be oh, better off explaining it to you next uh, week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no shit. I, I'm not really sure what the curriculum involves, so I can't, yeah. can't really say much more than that. But it's generally like, um, it's it's about like, so you have a skill that you might not know how to... Um, you know, send that out to the world and teach people or whatever. And the course is being able to speak about that skill, right? And um, kind of get it out there and market it and stuff. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. People, 
are <coughs> trying to find what they're good at. And, uh, you know, they did say that if there is nothing if that you're good at or nothing that you're an expert at, then find something and work, you know, work on it, <laughs> work towards it. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see what they have to say. We'll yeah. tell you on the next one. <laughs> what about you? How's the course um, going? Nah, I feel I feel guilty, but I've I've had other priorities. Um, but tomorrow I'm gonna smash some because I got a lot done today. Tomorrow, in terms of, um, logistical stuff. So yeah, I'll do a good five five six. What are you gonna do tomorrow? tomorrow? Well, should I do the options trading one or the digital marketing one? I could throw it up really. Which one's gonna do both? Which one's gonna get you closer to starting? Could be making money quicker with the options trading. Do that one. Okay. All right. Done. Makes sense. Tomorrow. Tapping. Right. I like it. <laughs> I'll I'll see Henry tomorrow. Five hours? Uh, five or six hours, you said? Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, yeah. You gonna you gonna do it? Yeah, I've done it before. Alright. We'll put you down <laughs> I'll put more. you down for five. Just send me a message tomorrow and say you're doing that course. I'll put you down for six. <laughs> I'll pencil you in for six. Uh, Tentative for six. Lock it in. Hey, they're just, it's a video course at the moment. so um, It's pretty easy. It's a lot of note taking though. I am a fan of notes. So um, I'm constantly pausing and letting those concepts soak in. Which I recommend to everyone out there. Um for knowledge retention mm. let okay. us know how anyone out there how you how you go with um video courses and that how you kind of do you take notes do you watch it through all the way once and then take notes a second time It'd be pretty interesting yeah cool man um biz all right businesses I wanted to, I had a bit of an ad, ad pitch for your, um, your idea of um, circular, like a business that incorporates nature in a um, circular kind of um, non-wasteful way. But um, so Luca's idea is about kind of getting these different... Um, not skills, um, what's the word? Um, I don't know the word. These different, um, these different activities. Um, Industries, I don't know. Yeah, there's another word I'm looking for. I can't think of it. Um, and, you know, archery, horse riding, um, sailing. And, you know, he wanted to put it, put it together in a bit of a program. But your ad pitch could be, um, so if you're passionate about not having a passion, try all these different things <laughs> or like, you know, if you don't have a passion, why not just do it all? Yeah. You could be passionate about not having a passion and just doing everything. Yeah. I like it. So you can throw it out there like that. <laughs> that works because that's, can't, that's can't how find, I feel. You could be like, can't find your passion? Do it all. <laughs> Try it all. Lucas Circular um, Skills course. 
whatever you want to call it. Yeah, that'd what do you be think? cool. I like it. I mean, that's definitely how I've felt my whole life. I was very envious of people who just would pick something and mm. then just just spent all their time doing it, just loved it. Yeah. I can see that would would um would be hard in a way. Absolutely. Cuz there was just nothing that I I mean, I hated the world for my Yeah, I mean, <laughs> would probably it, most of my life, so I don't know. If I, it'd you know. lead to feeling a bit lost maybe, right? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. So it's um I mean, I've I felt that when I felt disillusioned with things, you know. So some people if you feel that a lot yeah that's it's um yeah you just got to find ways to get around it you just keep moving try things just try different things you don't yeah. have to dedicate some time to it so this could be for those people sort of thing um yeah i guess the idea would would to be get them to a level where they can actually use those skills yeah you know whether it be Put it into practice. Yeah, putting it into practice, whether it be as something social or as a form of work or whatever the case, even if it's, you know, for themselves. Yep. To benefit themselves, you know, in some way. I see, like, I see that working for people that eventually want to live off the land or live in the country. Because when I think of what you've done, I think of when I lived in the country for a year and a half. I just think if there was like a a lake or like a where somewhere you could sail, like a river or something next to where I lived, you could have all this shit. You could have you could shoot arrows into the trees, chop wood, fire, um, go sailing. There's horses next door. Um Yeah. Um A lot of these things are yeah, like we said, I think we discussed already, but a lot of these jobs or a lot of these skills you can do almost anywhere in the world, at least one or two of them. Yeah. So, yeah, I it's think it's pretty tragic. handy to have. And like I said, yeah, if you are living off grid or if you just, you know, got a homestead or something like of that nature, then... You could do a fire building aspect of that course as well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can make wood it chopping, as, Just something simple, like using a block splitter or something. That's it. Make it as simple or as complex as you want and just have different tiers for... Yeah, and that'd be awesome people. Awesome for people, younger kid, younger people as well, growing up on tablets and iPhones and stuff. Yeah, well, I think a lot of the... Um, from personal experience, not having any skills and then if you get told you're an idiot and you don't have any skills then you're an idiot (laughs) you know it's true yeah it's true until that changes yeah and the only way to change that is to learn something change (laughs) you know so it's true it's harsh but true um so getting past that i know from myself it wasn't until i started my arb apprenticeship and like you know tried tried to give everything a go and found out that I could do things. And I was like, oh, maybe, maybe I'm not an idiot. <laughs> you know, it was like, maybe I can actually do something. Yeah. And then, but you don't know until you have that experience. Yep. You know, it was, and it was lucky for you because you started working by chance with our mates, right? And then, yeah. Um, mm. yeah, it wasn't until I was, you know, 30, 
30 meters up a tree <laughs> and I had to cut a piece of timber out to cut the top of a tree out and there was no one else to do it so you kind of have to do it so it wasn't until that moment I was like okay there's no one else that can do it now and if I mess this up, it's on me. So no one I have else to could do, do it. it. Right. Well, I mean, I was the I was the one at the top of the tree. Yeah. I had to cut the top of the tree out. But you'd never done it before. Well, not at that height and definitely yeah. not that, that big. It's a baptism by fire. Pretty much. So. But it was just ha- not not having anyone else to rely on. You just kind of had to make it work. So it was, uh, it was pretty interesting. That was my first, that was the first moment that it really clicked in my mind. In the deep end. Yeah, you so must have I felt think, good after doing it, right? Yeah, and I guess my point was, like you said, people growing up on tablets and video games, which I did as well. You know, I loved video games when I was a kid. Um, if you don't have any of those experiences where you're testing yourself mentally, physically, um, emotionally, spiritually, then you find that either consciously or unconsciously, you have that understanding that there's something missing. Um, and then yeah. you sort of lose that confidence. Well, you're not, yeah. Or you, you don't build that confidence. That's when that's when guys, it seems to be when guys in particular, males, um, fall into depression. When they're not, um, you know, when they're not actualizing what they know they should be doing, really. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so maybe that's, uh, maybe I can work on that tomorrow or the, over the next few days. Your business? Yeah, in the course. See if we can incorporate that in that way. Do it, man. Throw those ideas out to him. And I've just written that uh, that phrase down, baptism by fire. That'd be a good name for your course. Oh, I like it. I think it'd be pretty sick. Baptism by fire. Put it down. Write that shit down. <laughs> <laughs> what I, I have penned you in for six hours with Henry tomorrow. Tentative six hours I've written with Henry. <laughs> nice man. Just make sure I do it. <laughs> I'll give you. A, I'll give you a call tomorrow. Yeah. Do it, man, if you want to. <laughs> cool, cool. All right, business ideas. So, I had an idea that I quickly saw. On the YouTube algorithm and that I looked at today Rain Sound YouTube channel millions of views first one that came up 10 million views another you know 10 plus million 136 million under that on the search um, and it's pretty cool man I um I did like a 10 minute meditation before and then after that I was like I still want to like Meditate, but maybe it would be better with rain sounds instead of doing it with nothing. So I put the rain sounds on. That was good. Very cool. So yeah, I mean it was. It I was, can understand why people listen to it. It was playing uh, when I came in, and it was playing for about ten, fifteen minutes, and then when you stopped it, <laughs> I felt uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. There was an eeriness of silence, and I didn't like it. So I can see how it could become addictive. People just put it on, and then when they yeah. Turn it off. They just got to, you know. I, I, they have I'll to probably put it, put it on, on after this, to be honest. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's uh, it's a strange. It was strange. Yeah, strange for when you turned it off, and then I had this feeling <laughs> like, no, I don't like this. this put emptiness. it back on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so people can get addicted to it. It's like, I reckon you could. Yeah. 
and uh, mm. that's probably why it has so many views. And it'd but be fun. It'd be fun to record. It's like field recording. You could do one um, of the elements. I think if you do like a, a rain one, but maybe also the sound of like a fire, like yeah, a bonfire, just an open fire, crackling wood and stuff. There's de- there'd be definitely crackling wood fire videos on YouTube as just well. Just have like an elemental channel. Mm, fuck yeah. I might wind, do it, man, to be honest. You know, wind in the trees. It'd be very fun and very easy. Let's get a cool image. Don't know about getting footage. Maybe use stock footage. But, um, just film stuff. Go for a walk in the bush or yeah. walk along the beach. And animal sounds would be awesome. You could just sit a tripod on the on the beach and just aim it out at the ocean. Yep. I got a um, portable, uh, my Apogee Duet audio interface that can be used for field recording. Um, be cool. You know, birds of the forest sounds, get a kookaburra laughing. That'd be cool. Find a little lyre bird. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm, I'm kind of excited. I want to do it. It could be a new thing instead of wildlife and photography, I, just just nature sounds. Yeah, and if I'm in like Bangkok in Thailand, nature I sounds could just put the, throw the mic outside of the balcony when it's raining monsoon. And have all kinds of different exciting exotic animals that we don't know about. Sounds of Bangkok, it can just be people. You know, the sounds of people. <laughs> I don't know, I've never been there. Hey, people in nature as well. <laughs> cool. All right. So, oh, we don't have many listeners. Business so. ideas. I've got an idea. So, yep. I was trying to uh, book a, a ticket for the Sky Bus yesterday. Oh. And booked out until june the other one's booked out until august coming what? back the sky so, bus is booked out yeah so what my idea fuck? is compete with the sky bus and also have one set up so that it's further out so instead of going from wait a minute, wait a minute. you'll stop here the sky bus is booked out the sky one bus every is 15 out. minutes <laughs> i couldn't buy a ticket to any like all day till june that is insane. I haven't seen that many people coming and going from here. I don't know, but I couldn't book one. Maybe there's less sky buses or something. Anyway, yeah, sorry, keep going. Very weird. So instead, I'm parking at the airport now for the week, which is actually turns out to be not as expensive as I thought. Oh, wait. Tomorrow. I'll give you a lift, man. That's all right. I already paid for the parking. Oh, fuck. Dude, uh, <laughs> I should have offered it. Man, I'm not working. Today. That's all right. Anyway. Um, but it's good because I can leave my car there. It's not going to get messed with. How much was it? It was uh, 80, 84 bucks. Yeah, okay. For the week. That's pretty good. Not bad. But still going to be You should have asked but, me that. Uh, anyway. I was, but then I just realized that I could park there and it wasn't going to be a problem. And it keeps it off the street as well. So that's good. Cool, cool. Um, <clears throat> But my point was, if you have a bus, shuttle bus, going from somewhere from the suburbs all the way to the airport, have that as well as one that goes from the city to the airport, then you'd be doing pretty well. Because everyone in Melbourne has to get to Southern Cross. And if you're not in the city, you're going to catch a train from the burbs. You're going to catch a train or a tram. 
But if you've got one from the burbs this, yeah. all the way to the airport, you're set. Wasn't there one that came down here? Like a sky bus or something? Yeah, I don't know. Or maybe that's just a tourist bus or something. But yeah, but if you're in, like, we're in St. Kilda. It's so easy to just hop on the tram and go to Southern Cross. Get the sky bus from Southern Cross. But yeah, if you're in the burbs. In, um, There's a lot of changeovers. I think for convenience, people would much rather just jump on one bus and just take you all the way to mm. the airport. Yeah. So that I could be a good idea. Don't. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, and especially now that Melbourne's getting bigger and it's, you know, the suburbs are going, pushing further and further or farther and farther out. Mm. It's, um, it's probably worth considering these days. Yeah. It's a lot yeah, of those country really towns idea. are becoming suburban towns now, so. Yeah. Yeah, it's possible. Anyway, that was an idea. Make the money work, yeah. Awesome. Um, okay, businesses here. Nothing else there. Um, well, that we haven't talked about. Any new skill sets you want to learn relating to life or business? New skill sets. Um, well, one was budgeting. I'm no good at it. Ah, uh, yes. I've, I mean, I've never really tried it, to be honest. To be completely honest, I've it's never hard, really tried. Um, but it shouldn't be hard. But listen to a podcast with Ramit Sethi. Uh, I think his book's called "I Will Make You Rich," and he talks about a money dial. So rather than budgeting and you know setting up all your, in you know incoming and outgoings, and listing dedicating portions of money to each single expense. You focus on what it is you love and then setting aside money for that. So he talks about this money dial and money dial just basically being something that you'll, you'll turn the money dial up to 10 for, for this particular yeah. thing. So you're prioritizing that. Sort yeah. Of thing. Yep. His example was clothing, you know, and like it goes back to what we said about money amplifying people rather than changing people. So his thing was clothing. He loves clothing. He's He will spend as much money as he wants on clothes because he just loves them. That's his thing. Whereas other things that people are into, you know, like supercars and stuff like that, he has no interest in, so he doesn't buy them. Yep. Um, but will happily spend a lot of money on clothes. So that's his money dial. Um, and he said his friend, he has a friend that just relationships is their thing you know they host parties all the time invite all their friends over and they they just spend you know there's no expenses no there's no um there's no ceiling yeah there's no ceiling um, for hosting parties and having people over and entertaining people and things like that yeah um so yeah he talks about finding out what your money dial is what what is something that you want will happily spend money yeah. on and you find value because you find value from that whatever it is and setting a sign and budgeting more for that so setting aside yeah. money per week or per month so that you can buy that thing and then you know the rest you've got yeah and then like so that would mean you'd have to restrict restrict yourself with other purchases that aren't aren't on that money dial sort of thing 
So, you know, say if you are looking at a car or something, you know, that you're not, you know, you might not gather gather that much satisfaction from or something, maybe. Did he say anything about it? That's what I'm just thinking. Well, yeah, I mean, you've still got everything else that needs to be paid. But let's say if it is clothes, or let's say, all right, you you love shoes, you know, so you put money aside each month for shoes and maybe you you like really expensive shoes but maybe there's not a particular pair of shoes that you want this month so you just add that to next month's and then next month you might get a pair of shoes that are twice as expensive but you've you know sort of got this rollover Mm, okay Um, or you might not spend any money on shoes that that month either and then the month after you know, there's three pairs of shoes that you want. So you yeah. end up buying three pairs, but it's really cost you no extra because you've set money aside each yeah. month. Will you actually like write this down sort of thing? Or like, you know. Yeah, I think I think you would, yeah. I, you do the math exp- on it sort of thing. It's explained in his book. I haven't read it, but, um, you know, the other thing he was talking about is, which uh, I did mention to you, is doing, you know, getting a book, getting a couple of mates, if there's a book about money that you find interesting, get a couple of mates to all read the book, get on the same page. Mm. No pun intended. Oh, yeah. No pun intended. And <laughs> read about it and then discuss it. And then you're all skilled up on that book and you can implement it. You'd learn a lot better, I'd say, yeah, if you could do that. Sure. And then that's just a good way or a interesting way to just keep reading books about money or business or entrepreneurship <laughs> in general. Yeah. Bit of a book club sort of thing. Kind of, yeah. I mean, I don't know if it necessarily has to be people sitting around. I mean, I don't know what people read together at book clubs or do they just get together and talk about books. But, uh, yeah, you could do that. You could schedule like a call or something, like a Zoom call. Or yeah, yeah, for sure. Just go for a beer and actually do it to talk about the book or something like that. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> Absolutely. That sounds good. Maybe we should do it. Yeah. I suppose we could and then have a review. A review. Yeah. Once a month or. Force us to read the book, I guess. That's have a it. time limit on it or something. Yeah. It's a good idea. I have got a book list that I need to read. Should I put one on there today? Um, What was it? I was the ABCs of real estate investing by Ken McElroy. I got about, I don't know, 20 books on my book list. Is he Australian? No, American guy. Yeah. Big real estate guy. He's a good dude. He's kind of um, crew with um, George Gammon, uh, Robert Kiyosaki. Yeah. Big dogs. He was on Robert Kiyosaki's show today. I listened to his segment. Yeah, the big dogs, macro and finance. So, I mean, they're all big dogs, aren't they? All these, mm. you don't know who's a big dog and who's not. They all seem to. <laughs> they're all big dogs, right? But you know what I find? They're all at the same dog park. They're all like really good people. Like all these like macro YouTube sort of guys. They're actually like really on the level good people like not you know really um 
you know, they're not snobbish or anything. And I think it's because, I mean, it takes a certain type of person to do the YouTube thing. It's a, it's a lot of work to like, and I think they're just actually really keen on um, helping people, educating people. So, um, it's, it's all about uh, the skill set you have and then turning that into something valuable. Absolutely. Yeah. Have you got any books that you want to, um, looking forward to read? Uh, looking forward to read. Or have read that you want to talk about? Oh. Um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, the cash flow quadrants was interesting. Ah, uh, yep. That was one that I, that I really enjoyed. Um, yeah, that was like, um, the quadrant, it's like four sections and it's talking about employee to business owner to, what's the other one? I think it was, um, employee and then self-employed. I think a business investor. Investor, yeah. I can't remember the letters, to be honest. I think it was E-S-B-I, I think. I don't know. Yeah. But it's either you you work for someone or you work for yourself. Then there's a business owner. And then there's the investor. Yeah. So, yeah, they, they were the four quadrants. Uh, it was an interesting perspective. Um, another one that uh, I like was Rocket Fuel. That was probably the more recent one that I've read. It talks about um, integrators and visionaries. So people, visionaries are the people who like to come up with ideas. They sort of create the client client base uh, yeah the integrators and then you've got the integrators who do the the day-to-day ins and outs yeah of the business um, <clears throat> you're saying that's <laughs> you might need to team up with an integrator yeah <laughs> uh, it would make my life a lot easier and i would love that <laughs> i certainly Someone don't out see there. myself as an integrator that's for sure if anyone's listening that's an integrator talk to luca um <laughs> I think I'm just work averse. <laughs> yeah. Well, in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta do the work, hey? That's it. Gotta do the work. Cool, yeah. Well, there's a couple of books. Um, yeah. In, in terms of business books and stuff, I haven't read too much. Rich Dad, Poor Dad was good. Getting your money to work for you. Um, there's more that I want to read kind of macro books I got I'm taking The Prince by Machia, uh, Nicol- Nicola Machiavelli um, it's like really thin and I'm pushing on my weight restrictions going going overseas so I took the small I'm taking the smallest book um, yeah and that you know Machiavellianism it's it's kind of you know it seems some people are out there in society that use that and it, that kind of um philosophy and it, i think it's pretty much an evil philosophy and it's like the politicians kind of use and whatnot i think it's part of that maybe 
right. Dark Triad. Yeah, it could be part like of that. Kind of like 48 Laws of Power type book. I don't know that that book. Yeah, uh, Robert Greene. It's a good one. Uh, okay, yeah, right. But The Prince was written in like a long time ago. I'm pretty sure it was like 1500s or something. So it's a very old text, but um, very uh, prescient, I guess, for the, these modern times. So yeah, let's see how that goes. Um, any services you want to plug or talk about? Um, not off the top of my head, but I was thinking I did have another idea for uh, if I had a podcast of my own um or if you had a podcast in general you know people who have affiliates people who are affiliates they're they're always promoting sort of uh what would i say supplements so my idea would be rather than i mean i'm not really a supplement guy but i was thinking what type of food is the best food to be eating you want nutrient dense and organic ideally so i thought you know if you were gonna if i was to plug people rather than plugging supplements i'd be plugging farms that are growing nutrient rich organic foods yeah okay um so yeah that was just a that was just a thought that popped into my head the other day yeah yeah awesome so like save you doing like a solo YouTube video or podcast or something. Well, I mean, we could do it here, but I, it was just, you know, I just had an yeah. idea. That, you know, but I, in terms of a service, you'd want to like link to like an affiliate link or something. Yeah, yeah if I was, because yeah. I was like, okay, what's what's something that people need and, you know, to eat eat well, to yeah. be healthy, but I'm not, I don't really agree with supplements. Yeah. Not, not that I really have any scientific backing, but I just think that. You'd rather not. You'd rather just eat naturally. Yeah. I'd rather just eat naturally if I, if I could. Yeah. You know, a lot of the problem is that foods aren't very nutrient rich and they're not organic. But these days, a lot of there's a lot of local farms and local farmers that I've spoken to. Yeah. Who are, you know, doing a lot to get the soils right in their farms to make sure they're growing organic food, that it's With biodiverse. With the most um, highest nutrient content And trying possible. to make it, yeah highly nutrient food as well which is super important because it can be organic nothing beats fresh but still not nutrient dense um Mm. it's very interesting yeah you can tell by the food you can't tell you might not tell because you're used to certain foods being as they are but when you get vegetables that have tough as skin (laughs) that you just you can't cut with a knife because it's that hard Mm -hmm. you think yeah, okay. This is why insects don't eat this food. <laughs> yeah. you know, insects don't eat food that's nutrient dense because they can't digest it. Yeah, right. Okay. So they're always they're always generally attacking plants that are nutrient deficient. Ah. So are you saying like the better the quality of food or veggie or plant it is, um well the- I mean, the less chance the insects will get to it. Maybe. Think of it. Think think of a human. If someone's malnourished, they're less effective than someone that's, you know, hydrated and well fed. Yeah. So you can do more to defend yourself 
if you're in top tip top shape oh yeah yeah and that's the same with plants so yes um so i think you know plugging Mm. plugging people that are doing you know plugging farms that are growing good food good quality food is a good way to to um differentiate between people who are promoting supplements yeah and just get it's a good way to spread the word because everyone's going to keep eating i don't know if people i think supplements are well as they say supplements aren't there to uh substitute food so if you're gonna eat food may as well eat the best supplement diet yeah absolutely i remember um i remember hearing the old i don't know if he has them anymore but joe rogan used to do some good um ads for food like that seemed like really cool food companies that seemed to be really fresh and organic and uh, i think it was a beef company and um uh there was like the lion's mane mushroom thing um oh they had that athletics green athletic greens one that's not fresh i guess is it it's not i think that was a supplement but but i enjoyed like like hearing about them for some reason <laughs> like i don't know they just seem different from so if you have a good food product to plug i think people could be into that yeah yeah good foods good mm. quality foods yeah what was that and um, maybe no it was the mushroom coffee maybe like lion's mane mushroom coffee or something yeah it sounded really cool 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 yeah i wanted to mention some international strategy channels because so, yeah recently i've been looking a lot into that so um yeah as, as a service so these um these resources available like um uh, nomad capitalists offshore citizen wealthy asp- expat and a channel called Offshore in Asia, Asia that's a smaller channel that I've recent, recently been listening to. Um, just thought I'd plug these channels as for anyone that is looking to um, kind of diversify overseas, have more personal freedom, um, liberty, less taxes. Um, just looking to... Uh, cover some bases i guess um so nomad capitalist is probably the most famous one uh andrew henderson so yeah so if you're into any of that stuff getting passports uh learning about visas um citizenships uh yeah check out those channels um yeah you got any any thoughts on them? You've you've seen a few Nomad Capitalist videos, haven't you? Yeah, I've watched a few videos. Yeah, I really like it. I really enjoy the perspectives that people have. Mm. Um, I've been getting, you know, signed up to the Nomad Capitalist emails. So I've been getting a few of those oh, recently, yeah. which has been pretty interesting. Um, I think there was one from today that I read, which is uh, touches on on the topic of um, making sure that the reasons that you're doing what you're doing are your reasons and not mm. the reasons of others yeah um you know in the email he was saying that a lot of people move to these countries because 
someone famous is doing it or nomad capitalist capital capitalist guy himself yeah, like is a trend doing it or something yeah. yeah following those trends don't get um, on the bandwagon do your own thing yeah exactly well and if you are getting on the bandwagon making sure that you're doing it for reasons that are beneficial to you yeah and not for the sake of it yeah i want to get his um get his book i think it's kind of geared more towards um u.s citizens from um a few reviews that i've read but um yeah his channel is um really good because it's he really does like talk about heaps of countries like it's not i mean he's kind of like biased towards malaysia and that because he lives there and um places that he thinks are really good which is fair enough because you know i suppose he wouldn't he knows about (laughs) yeah he wouldn't be there if they weren't the best ones yeah exactly so um yeah so he's good yeah he's got a bit of a team so you can reach out and talk to him um i suppose it's yeah i guess it's you know it's targeted towards people who are making a fair bit of money yeah already he's more on the high end um but you can still apply the concepts and you can still learn a lot um yeah he does talk about investment a lot you know like residency by investment or whatever and it's pretty unattainable for a lot of people so but um but he doesn't always like he talked you know i watched i watched a video he's talking about the tire leap visa which I'm, I'm looking at and you know that's attainable for it's not like you have to spend half a million dollars investing in a country it's only like it was 15 grand us but now it's 17 i think um for a five-year tire leap visa um so he talked about that i'll talk about that visa actually because it's um i was going to and it's a pretty cool option um so thailand has yeah a bunch of visa options retirement visa but this elite visa kind of stands out against the rest around the world that i've seen at the moment just seems to be a good deal so basically 17 grand us which is about 26 grand australian and gives you five years free reign in the country um you get you get free um airport pickup and like kind of expedited um to the front of the line when you skip the queues and i think you get a limo or at least you get a nice car or something <laughs> takes you takes you there um i think some some of the options have like free golf and spa i think that's the best package ultimate one or something but um yeah for someone the the downsides are i mean the cost but um you can't work in the country on a you can't take a thai person's job which is fair enough but um you can own a business there you can't you just can't actually work there but you can work online which is what i'm planning to do so it's great for like digital nomads um and if you know it's the cost of living so cheap there so i worked it out and um like i pretty much get my money back in year and a half tops like um from the savings um 
In what way? So say, um, so just by, so if I, I could eventually earn the same amount I could earn in Australia by living here. I'm cutting my expenses by three to four times. All right. Okay. So I'm not, I'm saving that money. Whereas in Australia, I'll be spending it here. Right. No, I get it. Uh, yeah. I thought you meant that your investment of 26000 into the country gets you a return in some way. But you're uh, saying that, yeah, nah, by nah. living there, you yeah, cut it's down just, your expenses. Um, yeah. It's just um, <coughs> uh, cheaper cost of living, which equals a higher standard of living. So that pays for itself in, you know, possibly a year and a half, someone like me, but you know, that's if I, you know, make, get up to that sort of money there. Um, but then you can extend the visa. So a 20 year visa would cost you, I think 44 grand Australian all up. So I think, and that works out way cheaper than a year and a half to pay it off. Um, oh wait, no, I mean it, yeah, it just makes it. Like the money it costs per year, I'm going to calculate it here. But what's well, forty four grand if I buy? It's like uh, two grand 20. a year, two point. Yeah. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Which isn't much, right? When you're considering, say, if I spend three grand a week, I mean three grand a month here, on living expenses, I'm spending a grand over there, it's two grand. Um. Savings a month times that by 12, 24 grand a year you'd be saving. Roundabouts. Um, so I think that's how I cal- calculated year and a half max because I might spend more than a grand over there or something like that. So, yeah, so anyone interested in doing that kind of geographical arbitrage, um, you know, it'd be awesome if you have that kind of online income coming in, which is what I'm going to like. Just like uh, bust my ass to try and do. Um, it's a really awesome option, I think. And I might consider it. <laughs> Getting that elite piece if I like it there. Yeah. How long are you going to wait? Fucking cool How long are you going to give it? Um, I don't know. Maybe a couple of months. Check out. I don't know. You wouldn't give it a year? I don't know. I have no idea. Be, no idea to be How honest. long can you stay there at the moment? A month. I think you can extend it 45 days. Oh, right. But you can just bump out of the country and then come back. Anytime. Get another month. Yeah, pretty sure. How long do you have to be out of the country for? I think you can literally just go out, cross the border, come back. I think, you know, like generally, you don't want to rub it in like that. I think it's a little bit frowned upon, but they... From, I don't know. I get here two kind of stories, but... It's, I think generally they, they want the tourists so that they're, they're happy for you to bump out and come back, but I'm just going to go to Saigon, Vietnam for a week and then just come back. Um, then I'll go to Malaysia after that, come back, um, cheap ass flights. So, mm-hmm. but you can also get an education visa for a year. So you can, um, apply for an education visa it could take around a month or something um, to get it. But you have to um, learn 
either Muay Thai fighting or um, Thai language. Yeah. So, or I think even Thai massage. So, um, Muay Thai fighter. I can see you doing that, man. No, I'm saying you do that. Oh. <laughs> um, I don't know about the legs, man. I think I'm like, if I get into something like that, it'll just be boxing. The legs freak me out. I don't want to like snap my shit and shit. Yeah. Well, I think you <laughs> probably... Muay is hardcore, man. I've seen that live. I remember doing like audio visual for a Muay Thai fight back in Perth and um, fucking gnarly, man. <laughs> I think it's all about strength and conditioning, isn't it? Yeah, I guess. Another fun fact, you know, um, you know, prisoners in Thailand can um, reduce their sentence by fighting a foreigner in a Muay Thai fight. Really? Yeah, it's cool. (laughs) That's sick. Yeah. I watched this video the other day and it gives them real hope. hope, I think prisoners prisoners are shitholes in Thailand, so... So I mean, do they have any training in prison or do they just train them on their own? I think they train in prison, yeah. They must do. But I mean, do they have like trainers that come to oh, the prison to train them or are they just know. training just on their own? I don't know. I don't know that much about it. I saw like a 15-minute video or something. That's, that's, that's another level of patriotism yeah. right there. I love it. Yeah, but they're literally fighting for their freedom, which is pretty cool, isn't it? It's, uh, I think... Yeah, I don't know. I think they're fighting to only have their re- sentence reduced by something small, like five years or something on like it. Five years is, is a lot of time. Yeah. To be in prison. But like for a long sentence, maybe that's not much, but... but I think it's a, it's a I long think time. It's, it's worth it. <laughs> it's I think it's cool odd. because... It's definitely give it a try. Yeah, but like you're learning discipline. You're learning like a lot of things, right, to become a good fighter. And... It beats like someone, you know, like a pedo going out on parole or some shit, you know, like in maybe in this country. It's like, um, yeah, you know, even though they might have done something bad, it, it could rehabilitate them better, you know. Well, yeah, it's certainly an opportunity. Yeah, it's interesting though. So, um, so the Thai elite visa, you can learn Muay Thai, you can learn Thai language, which would be cool. Um, which I, I might do education visa, but yeah, you, you like you have to go to classes. But I'd enjoy that. Like they're really strict. Like I think some people have abused that education visa by not going to classes. But um, they end up in prison. They become a Muay Thai fighter. Yeah, <laughs> I think they just get their ass kicked out. And, um, yeah. So that's the Thai light Thai elite visa. If anyone's interested. Five, ten-year, twenty-year options. Um, those international strategy channels again: uh, nomad capitalist, offshore citizen, wealthy expat. Wealthy expat. It's a guy named Raphael. Um, he's based in Dubai, so he knows a lot about Dubai, like Dubai free zone um, visas and a bunch of other uh, visas in Dubai, digital nomad ones. The free zone visa in Dubai is the most attractive, I'd say. I think it's pretty much you pay like around 10, 15 grand Australian or something. It might have been 10,000 pound or euro. But it pretty much means you can run your company from Dubai as long as you're not setting up inside it. And um, 
Pay zero tax. It's fucking cool. I don't believe in income tax, so I like that. Um, and offshore and ages, yeah, like a new little channel, but yeah, they mainly center on Southeast Asia, I think. So they have some cool information, but yeah, not there. are um, a couple of Aussie guys actually. So, but, um, offshore citizens, good wealthy expert and you can book calls with them. So, um, all good. Nomad capitalist is more for the higher end, but all his videos are really valuable. So, yeah. Ooh. Um, got any thoughts on uh, macro, Luca? No, I'll let you take the lead on this one. <laughs> I don't really actually. I haven't really been um, focusing too much, except oh, there's one thing. Um, the <laughs> so the US are pretty much maxed out on their debt, their public debt, government debt. And they have something called a debt ceiling. And um, I think they're doing like, I think the interest on their debt is at least, I think it's at least one trillion, one or two trillion a year. So they're paying one, it's in the trillions, I'm pretty sure. And um, if they don't raise the debt ceiling, because I think they have to roll over this debt, if they want to pay out the debt on like treasury bonds and stuff. So... Yeah, they have to raise this debt ceiling. It's a political process. So it could, it'll probably, you know, 95%, I'd say it'll just keep getting raised because that's, you know, they're not going to, they'll destroy society that way but through debt instead of defaulting. But technically, if they don't raise the debt ceiling, you'll say could default on um, debt payments, which would be catastrophic probably. So, but, you know, what are they going to do? They're going to kick the can down the road. They're going to raise that debt ceiling, I'd say. Going to renovate that house. (laughs) That's those ceilings. Yeah, you know, inflate, inflate or die. And um, I think they're going to inflate. So, yep, that's my really only observation. Hasn't been any more bank collapses as far as I can tell. I think Pacific West Bank. But, um, yeah, gold price is hovering around 3000 Australian. I think silver's about uh, 36 37 So, yeah. Um, yeah, cool. All right, what do you want to achieve in the next week? Uh, this week, staying focused. We've got uh, three days on this course. So, going to focus, oh, focus yes. in on that. Should be fun, I'll man. I'll have uh, one good. or two days either side of that. So check out Sydney a little bit. Nice. Um, and uh, smash that course out. You're gonna get um, try and get a date in Sydney. Try and get a date. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Maybe I'll have to. Uh, we'll You're see how have we to meet girls in real life because you've ne- you haven't had um, you don't use the apps, do you? No, I don't use no, the I, apps. I haven't for a while either, but. Maybe I'll maybe I'll have to plug it in. <laughs> Just say Mel, you know Melbourneite touring touring through Sydney Melbourne here for a few Sydney. days, looking for short, <laughs> <laughs> looking for short term romance. <laughs> That's right. 
Yeah, cool, man. That should be fun. Hey. Or business business partnerships. Welcome. Yeah. Business ideas. Welcome. Focus, Luca. Focus. Well, you know, just trying to incorporate love and oh yeah business. Yeah. You know. Just um that um. If one doesn't work out, maybe an the other will. Entrepreneurial girl. That's it. Match made in heaven. <laughs> no, I don't think it would be. I think it'd be a horrible idea. Yeah, it'd be conflicting. She might make more money than you. <laughs> blah blah. It's just gonna end in tears. Yeah. <laughs> I can't have a boss babe. Yeah. In my life, it, it doesn't re- work. It reduces the chances of um it working out. If if money is a factor. Cool. Um. Yeah. Myself, yeah, not really much there. What are you going to achieve in the next week? Oh, I'm going to smash my course tomorrow, actually. Um, Yeah, hopefully I push through, get this lease transfer done in this place. Um, Smash smash some coursework, work out all my logistical stuff, moving. Um, What else do I want to achieve? Um, What do you want to have done by Wednesday next week? Wednesday next week, I want to finish this option trading course. I'm halfway through, I think. So, but I stalled. Um, so, how many hours do you that. have left in I'll total? Get this podcast uploaded. Um, I'm not working at the moment. So I can't shit load of time. So no, but great. I mean, how many yeah. hours do you have left of the course? Uh, do you reckon? I don't know. Uh, well, um, maybe could be maybe like three days solid or something all day or something like that i imagine yeah okay so if you do half a day every day you you'd be set by wednesday yep i like it should aim for that well i mean depends do you want to do it all in a day or do you want to do it over do a half day yeah i can do like i can do some pretty big stints I could probably be at the computer for like three hours and then just get up, go for a walk and come back and then another three hours. And yeah, smash it out. Mm. So, yeah, I guess that at the moment. And then, yeah, I've got to do some stuff, book a flight and stuff. Um, onward flight, but yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Any questions you want to post to the audience for any feedback? Uh, yes. I've got a couple of questions. One, what is your money dial? So if you remember from our discussion earlier, what is something mm. that you will happily spend money on without consideration um, or with consideration, but something that you're happy to spend money on that gives you a lot of value? Yeah. Um, another question is, if you've done any courses, um, you know, what have you found to be, what do you like about the courses that you've done, whether they're, in person or online what do you find most interactive what don't you like what do you think could be improved Um, and any problems that you have encountered along the way Uh, whether it's system or the interface or interactive you know how interactive it is do you prefer videos do you prefer written content um do you take notes do you recommend notes 
do you take notes uh and do you prefer longer courses shorter courses i guess mm. you know that might vary with topic uh but yeah i guess some some things that have worked and haven't worked things that you would like to see in in future courses um things that you don't want to see ever again so yeah yeah let's know if any yeah if any of those those websites um skillshare and stuff if you've been on them let us know I've, i haven't checked them out but I'm, I'm interested so maybe even posting something on there a little course short course or something and if you've made a course hit us up if you've got any tips give it a plug yeah <laughs> awesome yeah i'd probably i'd just say yeah maybe chuck in if you have any recommended books probably probably going to get start uh, listening to some audio books more because i go for walks a lot and um struggle to find a time to sit down with a written book these days but um yeah all right tell us your recommended books anyone from investing finance business um, entrepreneurship Throw it out there in the in the YouTube comments. I'll get this on Rumble soon, but everything's on YouTube so far. So yeah, cool man. Should we wrap it up? Let's do it. All right, signing off. Thanks for listening, everyone. Cheers, Luca, for um another good podcast. It could I don't know. We'll probably do another one here, but could be our last one. I will do it next week. We I'll, should definitely do one more. Yep. All right. Awesome. Signing off. Catch you later, everyone. Cheers.